like to welcome you back to another edition of our Restaurant Magic Show. We are so happy that you're joining us. I'm the hotness, and I'm joined by my co-host, Sweetly. And for those of you who may not know, we are foodies. We are absolutely true foodies. We've been eating for years, so we're experts, okay, just so you know. And on our show, we like to highlight restaurants, caterers, food trucks, culinary artists, chefs, food chefs, farmers, anything associated with food, we are involved with it. But before we get started with the show, I'd like to let the audience know that they can send us feedback for our show ideas at restaurantmagicfoodies at gmail.com. And today, joining us, oh, my gosh, I can't, I can't contain my excitement. Chef Ty, he owns and is the chef for the Caribbean Kitchen in Hartford, Connecticut. So welcome, Chef Ty. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Oh, no, we are glad to have you here, okay? Because I have to tell you, Sweetly and I, we were checking out your menu. Okay, we're skipping over all the preliminary questions that we usually ask restaurant owners. <laughs> we, saw your, we saw your menu, and we were just salivating. I mean, you had the fried lobster tails, the fried chicken. Yes. I'm sorry, yeah, fried chicken, of course. Um, and you have the fried yep. crab legs. Yes. I mean, um, the jerk chicken, the jerk salmon. And you have jerk fried fish, is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Wait, oh, man. Then I... what caught me off is the okra. Oh, my God. It was, oh, oh it looks so good. Yeah. Yes. It's really good. Yes. And I can't believe you do this. Um, you, you just have a talent. You have a gift from God. So please share with the audience about your business and how long you've been in the restaurant world. All right. So I um, started uh, back in 2009. I would say 2012 is when I first started planning to launch my first ever restaurant in uh, Brooklyn, New York. Um, and the first business is called Smoky Island Grill. And uh, I launched that back in uh, 2012. And uh, it's the same kind of concept as I have with uh, the restaurant Caribbean Kitchen. So I was, I've been doing this now for about seven years as far as the restaurant um, management goes and building out the restaurant using my own products my own recipes and things like that. So I've been doing that for quite some time now, and um, it's just been uh, a great opportunity. Uh, this is uh, store number four um, for us. Wow. There's three in New York. Yeah, three in New York. And then uh, Caribbean Kitchen has uh, branched out a bit and built our own identity, and we launched in Hartford uh, in 2017. So this store is going on two years, opened in March. Um, March 4th will be two years for uh Caribbean Kitchen Hartford, and uh, we're steady expanding um, slowly, but uh, surely it's happening. So when do you have plans to come to North Carolina? Because we can use these fried lobster uh, tails and these fried crab legs, okay? Believe it or not, I heard a lot about North Carolina, and I've been down there before to, like, Charlotte, and everyone said, oh, you know, you're having a restaurant in North Carolina. They would love this food. It'd be a great opportunity. I, I'm hoping in the near future that I would, um, you know, continue to market my product and my brand, and, you know, if the, you know, the market wants it, I want, to, I want the market to get some feedback. If they say, hey, you know, we want a Caribbean kitchen in North Carolina, and we will support. Based off of, the, I think, the, uh, the response, if I do, like, a pop-up or I uh, come down there and do, like, a, a one-week tour, three-week tour, just to get a feel of the market, if, if it's a demand, then I would, I, would, I would go to North Carolina. So it's kind of, like, in the works and, you know, in the near future works, how to get into other markets. And the only way I think successfully to get into other markets is, one, you got to know if there's a demand and if the people want it, and uh, you got to test the market out. Oftentimes people 
you know, they open up restaurants and they have no clue what their market is saying or what the market wants. And although they want to create a market, it's not always safe to do that. Right, right. So it seems like you are just very familiar with, you know, what it takes to be successful in this arena because, you know, you're having your, your restaurants in New York and you're having them in Connecticut. So what makes your restaurant unique? What do you, you know, what do you, what do you think that is? Why is your restaurant well, unique? It's, you know, it's funny. What's, what's, what's really unique is because it's really true uh, West Indian Jamaican um, food that we really produce and in the restaurant. It's home cooking. You know, it's definitely – it definitely takes home, and it's uh, made with a lot of love, a lot of passion in our food, and uh, and it's a lot of uh, soul food, you know. So you give we give you that that soul aspect to our food. So when you eat it, you know that yo, this is nothing but love uh, in this food, and that can only come from the soul. So I um, I think the differentiator is pretty much that we also are food bars. So we're one of the there's a lot of food bars out there, but we're probably one of the best. Caribbean food bars that are out there where people can come in, self-serve, get whatever they want. Very different oh. than the Jamaican culture because most Jamaican restaurants, they actually uh, serve you and you only get a choice of one or two things. But with us, you right. can choose oxtail, curry goat. You can get a fried lobster tail. You can mix and combine all the uh, uh, Jamaican recipes that you want and food that we produce in one plate. And um, I think that's made us a very big niche um, for people to just have a, an experience with our food. Oh, absolutely. People like choices. They like selections. Yes. And so if you guys are giving them that, that's just awesome. So when you say food bar, you mean like a – is that like another term for buffet? Yes, it is. I tend to try to stay away from the food from, from the buffet terminology because I don't want people to think they eat all they can eat. We do food bar per the pound. So when you come okay. in, you can kind of self-serve, and then we weigh you up at the, uh, at the counter. So it's really a self-service type of um, model that I've created. And um, and that's not normal in a a Caribbean restaurant. Um, and uh, so we, this is something this is something new that I'm bringing to the market. At least in Hartford, I'm the first um, Jamaican Caribbean food bar that ever opened up uh, to give people the option to come in and self serve. Hi, hi. I was yes. going to ask Chef Ty, um, yes. with it being not the normal with the Jamaican cuisine. How do you yes. prepare all this food? Like, how large is your staff? <laughs> so, um, you know, based off of the market, it really, really, truly depends. I built all the recipes, so it's um, I, I'm the creator behind all the recipes, and um, I just have a lot of these things just, you know, jotted down and, you know, a book. And then what I do is I hire staff and train them accordingly to the manual that I have in place. And then I pretty much teach people who've never, you know, um, um, cook Jamaican food and or cook soul food in, in general. And my staff, it always fluctuates based off of the market. You know, I was having like at one point I had 10 staff on board when I first opened. Now the market shows what it can only give. So now my, my staff is downsized. So now the place kind of, um, you know, function on its own in Hartford. The other stores in New York, you know, we got over 15 staff, you know, at, you know, each location could have, 10 people at a time uh, working. Um, so, and, 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 and I mean, once, you, once, once they learn the recipe, it's, it's easy for everybody else to follow, but you can't leave the product. Um, so, like, I'm the chef, right? It's hard to leave your product behind with someone who doesn't have the same um, care and passion about what you're producing for the, the entire, you know, public. So, yeah, yeah I'm very careful about that. Mm-hmm. I was going to yeah. say, are you sure that that staff is making the food with love like you are? 
I know that's important. So very important. Um, I've had. I, I tell you what. I, I I fire before I hire, and a lot of times I already know off the back who's going to be able to be a good candidate. And it's very difficult to find people who are like myself that um, can produce without me having to actually be there. A lot of times you can find the talent, but they don't have the business side of the uh, restaurant. See, I come from both. I have the talent, the natural talent, but then I also have the skill set, which is the, the, the business side of things, to be able to combine the two and get it done. So when I'm out looking for staff, it's like, you know, um, tell me about your background. Do you have, particularly I would like someone who has uh, international cuisine behind their, behind themselves and how to, you know, make uh, Caribbean food and stuff like that. If not, I'm willing to train, but it's a lot of work because a lot of times it can't maintain, you know, the flavor and the, the quality. So I'm, I try to stay as true to the culture as much as possible by hiring those who come with an uh, international cuisine background. So that way they are always in the kitchen and understanding the West Indian food. Awesome, awesome, awesome audience. I mean, I'm just in love with this whole concept, the idea, and the food. But we're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, right. we're going to ask Chef Ty, how did he come up with the name for his restaurant? We'll be right back, audience. <laughs> okay. Hey, girl, that's a nice T-shirt you're wearing. Where did you get it? I got it from TeamJesusClothing.com. Really? I like the messaging and the colors. They're so vibrant. Yes, TeamJesusClothing.com has a lot of t-shirts and hoodies with encouraging messages. They have styles for both men and women. Wow, thanks for letting me know. I'm going to TeamJesusClothing.com to place my order now. Yes, definitely go to TeamJesusClothing.com and be sure to check out my favorite shirt designs, Team Jesus and Won't He Do It. I can't wait. TeamJesusClothing.com, here I come. Shouldn't laws be black and white? Doesn't everyone deserve the same treatment? For 15-year-old Gemini Berry, the answers are obvious. But then a crime shocks Gemini's small town and she learns that many adults see things in shades of gray. In Nika Chanel's novel, Just As the Sky is Blue, Gemini Berry is forced to grow up fast when her mother agrees to play a central role in a sensational murder trial that tears her small town apart. As the trial spins out of control, secrets are revealed and old debts are settled and Gemini's life is ultimately changed forever. Order Mika Chanel's book, Just As the Sky is Blue. Just As the Sky is Blue is available on Amazon.com, Kindle, and Audible.com. Welcome back, audience. We are here with Chef Ty of the Caribbean Kitchen in Hartford, Connecticut. And before we went to commercial break, I was asking him, how did you come up with the name for your restaurant, Chef Ty? Well, so, you know, that was a difficult one. I had been toiling back and forth of what am I going to name this restaurant? Am I going to expand from my current one or what am I going to do? So I had been thinking about a bistro, and I wanted to bring the bistro aspect to Hartford, you know, the New York flair to Hartford. And I said, you know what, let me give them a Caribbean bistro. And I said, oh, well, why not just name it the Cari- uh, you know, Caribbean bistro? So I started playing around with Caribbean, but I didn't like the name um, with, the, you know, the typical spelling of the Caribbean um, thing. So I was like, you know, let's play around with it. So I kept playing around with it, and then one of my, my brother was uh, showing me, hey, you know, spell, spell it with a K here. Caribbean, and I'm like, oh, checked it out a little bit, and I was like, no, nah, I'm not kind of feeling it, so I was like, you know what, now I was talking to my dad, he, he, he 
British show, and I was talking to him, and then I said, you know what, why don't I just call it Carol Bean? Because most, um, you know, British people, they speak with a heavy accent, it's Caribbean. And then if you have uh-huh. Americans, they say Caribbean, right? So there's Caribbean, there's right. Caribbean. So then I said, you know what, I'm going to come with Carol Bean so that way people can pronounce it the, uh, the English way, you know, versus the American and standard way of saying Caribbean. Ah, that's very smart and very unique. I have to be honest, Chef Ty. It took me like a day before I realized that I was saying Caribbean versus, you know, Caribbean. I was like, oh, you got to play on words. I'm a, little, I'm a little slow. Please pardon me. Right. I love that, you know, because, you know, you're, you're playing with words and you just have a little bit of intellect behind it. And so um, exactly. let me ask you this. With all your restaurants, do you have a signature dish that's popular throughout all your restaurants? Yes, I do. Um, one of the signature dishes, which I learned that it was, one is a soul food dish and one is honestly a, uh, a Caribbean dish, which is, um, one, the mac and cheese uh, is a big signature dish for me all across. Um, okay. The ingredients and recipes that I have made with that, because we want to know how does a you know West Indian and you know Jamaican how to make mac and cheese. <laughs> and I'm like, right, exactly. well, it's just matter. It's just a matter of constant testing and trying, and on a basis of things that I like to eat. So you know, I put okay. those ingredients in there. So mac and cheese is one, and then the other one is our jerk chili wings. It's a sweet and spicy type of uh, wings that's made with jerk and uh, then it's dipped in a sauce. And those, I mean, are, are one of our popular, 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 popular wings that people like. And, I mean, even oh. throughout the stores in New York, they like the jerk chili wings. Yes, we're going to eat those in North Carolina. And, and, and is that your favorite dish personally in your restaurant? Um, so my favorite dish is, well, you know, I got a lot of good dishes. My favorite dish is actually the American candy yams, which is the – I ah. make mine with a marshmallow and uh, top with, like, a walnut um, afterwards. But the way we make them is uh, different. You know, we have a, 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 a particular process that we get them out. And it's so good that the people that come in to eat from the store, they're always asking for, like, yam juice. Can I get yam juice on the rice, please? Can I get – they think the yam juice really? is supposed to be, like, gravy. Yeah, some some guy uh, sent someone in to buy food one day and said they wanted um, fish. They want the sweet fish. I said, sweet fish? I don't have any sweet fish. They said, well, whatever right. it is, it was made the fish sweet. So I guess it was the yam, yams that made the fish taste sweet. So my <laughs> yam sauce is like, by time. the yam juice. Yes, I mean, it's crazy because all the people take all the yam juice and the, the yams are dried out, so I got to do it all over again because everybody takes all the, uh, the juice from the yams. And it's just like it's. Very interesting. Wow. Yeah. We're going to have to bo- bottle that and sell it, and then we would buy it. Right, Sweetly? <laughs> yeah. Of course, Hotness. I agree with it. I can't wait. We're going to have to go to Connecticut. This yam juice is just, I don't know, it must be amazing. It must be amazing. I wanted to just switch the topic a little bit, and I wanted to ask, was there ever a time that you just felt like throwing in a towel? <laughs> yeah, every time I want to throw this towel. I've been going through this towel a lot. Um, but here's the thing. I, I enjoy what I do. There were, you know, I actually love what I do. I didn't get into an industry that I didn't love. I'm a foodie, so I love food. Anytime people say, what do you do for a hobby? I eat. I go out. I eat. I like restaurants. I like to just name at other restaurants, critique other places I go. Not because I'm a chef. It's just because I enjoy good. And that is a comfort zone for me. So when I'm in the, uh, in the business, it's hard sometimes. It gets really challenging. But there's a purpose at the end of the day. And I have a purpose. I have a, I have a destination to get to. And one thing I cannot do 
even if I wanted to, I can't quit. Giving up is just not an option for me. You know, as being a, a black African-American man and West Indian, it just makes it very difficult to, you know, succeed. So we gotta, we got to work extra harder. You know what I'm saying? It's a much, much more harder for me to um, get to the next level because it's difficult in our, in our own markets to serve our own people. And, 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 and that doesn't make me quit. It just makes me become better. It makes me keep trying different things. It makes my brain think more. It makes me go to my computer and sit down and do some research and figure out how to go back at it again the next day. So there's some days that I want to just rest, and I've learned to do that, is to start taking time for myself, close down my store when I'm not available. You know, and when I'm available, then I get back at it again. And it, that, it all depends on the market, too. Hartford is a market where I learned that I can say, you know what, guys, I'll see you all tomorrow. I'm too tired. And they'll be like, okay, we'll see you tomorrow when you open again. You know, right. it's like that kind of market. But in New York, there's so many people, you, you can stay open every day, all day, because there's just an influx of people that's coming in, and then it's not so much based off of personality. It's not based off of um, who you know. You know, smaller markets is always about the word of mouth and who you know. And bigger markets, you can just stumble across the place, go online and see reviews, and they show up at your place. So me quitting is not an option. Okay. Well, I, I, awesome. I totally get that. And um, mm -hmm. I wanted to, before we wrapped up, I wanted to ask, because I think we missed it in the beginning, like who taught you how to cook? I know we both established that you have a God-given talent, but where did your skills come from? Did you, who did you watch growing up cook? Okay, so on my Instagram post, and uh, she's been with me all the time. I have a, I have a grandmother who we just uh, buried about three weeks ago. She was 93, and a lot of uh, my dishes and my 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 stuff just came from her. And um, she taught me a lot. You know, I can smell her food to this day when I'm in the kitchen when I'm making rice and peas. I can just smell what her kitchen smells like, and what I smelled when I was growing up as a kid. And now it's like those those aromas stayed with me. And I've learned how to make so many different dishes, and, 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 and that's kind of where I got it from, you know. And then on the soul food side of things, I got my mom and her husband, and um, they are definitely in, big into the food and um, have very um, deep roots in the South, um, like Ala mm -hmm. um, South Carolina, so down, down in the Carolinas, that red dirt type of thing. So I kind of <laughs> learned from that as well um, growing up. So I had, I, had, I, had, I had the both worlds, you know, of, of cooking and uh, experience of the food, yeah. Oh, oh but yeah, okay. Yeah, but on my Instagram, yeah, I, I have her, uh, her name is uh, Queen, I call her my Queen Dora, and I have posts with me and her on my Instagram and Facebook. I mean, everybody knows. If they follow me, they know who has been an inspiration to me all this time. Well, we, we love well, it, and I'm going to take, um, Sweetly, one second, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, Sweetly, you get to ask the first question. How's that? It sounds great, hotness. Thank you. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. When will I get married? Waiting can never be easy. Whether it's waiting on a taxi or a job promotion, it can be difficult. When it comes to waiting on Mr. Right, a.k.a. Boaz, it becomes even more challenging to wait while you're single. In this lighthearted book, Where's Boaz? I don't know. I'm tired of kissing frogs, too. Best-selling author, Nevada York offer suggestions based on the Bible's great love story of Ruth and Boaz and from her own experience of waiting on God. You will learn the attributes of Ruth and use the Ruth reality chart to do a self-check on your own attributes. Nevada also shares the 10-step plan that Ruth followed to win her Boaz. Obedience and being a blessing plays a key role. 
trust the Lord and His timing, make your season of singleness ruth-defining. Order Nevada York's latest book, Where's Boaz? I don't know. I'm tired of kissing frogs too. Available on Amazon.com in paperback and Kindle. Welcome back, audience. We are here with Chef Ty of the Caribbean Kitchen in Hartford, Connecticut. And before we went to commercial break, Sweetly wants to ask him a question. Go ahead, Sweetly. Well, with all your cuisine and all this awesome cooking, I was wondering, you know, because of today's time and everybody talking about health-wise and healthy things, how do you stick <laughs> nutrition in, in your food, Chef Ty? Well, you know, this is funny you say that because I always tell people I'm in the business of giving high blood pressure, diabetes, all kind of stuff because that's just the kind of food that I cook, right, all this high. <laughs> yeah, so when they ask me about health food, I'm like, listen, I'm not in that kind of business. But what we have worked on is um, people who are looking to be more health conscious, we have things that are made to order, um, especially for vegans. Um, a lot of times people are interested in that, so we find uh, routes that allow not just a vegan person but anybody who just wants to come up with a meat diet we have um, we have a, a day that's like I tell Thursday, which is really no meat. It's or it's just all veggies and fish. So our, our funny our restaurant has theme days. So every day is a theme day, and uh, Thursday is kind of the more healthy kick day for people to come through who don't want to eat um, a lot of high uh, high starches and stuff like that, and focus more on the fish and the um, vegetables and things of that nature. So and then we also have our total fit blends where we. Um, we make uh, in-house our own juices and stuff like that and blended fruit juice and smoothies. So we do that as well for people who want an option. In the future, I will say I'm working on um, right now a new menu um, for those who want a more restricted diet. Um, that's to come, and it's going to be part of our Total Fit um, program. Oh, well, that sounds good. So, you know, you're on point. Listen, I'm not complaining about the good food, so I'm just <laughs> worried about all the nutritious folks out there, so you've answered that. Yes. But before yes. we um, ask any other questions, I just want to know, what would you tell our listeners about getting started in the restaurant business and, and what they have to do and, and pursue, to, uh, pursue their dreams? Okay. So I think anyone who wants to start a restaurant business, you have to be willing to, one, um, know that it's going to be a lot of hours. You've got to go in with a, go in and with a, it's going to be a lot of hard work, long hours, sacrifice that requires um, a, such a demand on you where you, if, you're, if you're married, it's going to be difficult. If you're unmarried and you're trying to date, it's going to be a problem. You just have to know that restaurant business poses a lot of critical difficulties. But if you if you get it um, and you catch the niche by actually having like focus groups, talk to other people before you go ahead and launch it, it could be a very good hit for you. So I would encourage people to one identify if they really are interested in the the hustle and bustle that it takes, the many hours that it takes, and also. Restaurant owners just want to own restaurants, and it's not cool to just want to own a restaurant. You got to be a foodie. You got to be a foodie. You got to love the culture. You got to love the um, the arts of food. You have to just love that, and you have to be willing to even taste the food or get in there and taste raw chicken or raw meat, whatever it is that's in there. You need to taste the season and make sure that it's right and it's on point. And if you're not willing to do that or touch meat or touch anything that's flesh, then don't think the business is for you unless you have a really good team of people that understands the marketing and building the business for you so now you can sit back and be the owner. But that's not fun. It's not fun, and you're going to eventually get burnt out, and you're going to quit. So you got to love it. 
not 11. That's what we hear all the time with every um, restaurant owner, chef that we interview. They, they love their food, and they love what they do. But before exactly. we let you go, Chef um, Ty, please let the audience know how they can follow you on social media, your websites and Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, so our website is CaribbeanKitchen.com, and um, we can we also on Facebook and Instagram at Caribbean Kitchen. That's K A R O B E A N Kitchen. Uh, I like to refer people to my Google page. That's the best way to find all the information about me. I keep it updated. I change my hours. Um, I post my food pictures up there. You can chat with me through Google if you have a question. You can just use a Google chat there call, and I'm always on my phone to answer questions from um, all. All of my consumers via the Instagram app, um, Facebook, and through Google. Awesome. Thank you, thank you so much for joining Sweetly and I. We really appreciated this interview. And I have to say, I yeah, thanks really for having appreciate, me. Absolutely. I appreciate the pictures that you post showing these fried lobster tails and these fried crab legs. We just can't wait till you come to uh, North Carolina, <laughs> right, Sweetly? I'm, I'm going right. to Connecticut. And it's funny, I was so close to you a couple of years ago. Um, I used to go to Connecticut a lot, especially to oh. Stanford and to the concerts and stuff like that. Okay, yes, uh-huh. So okay. Um, the next time we come that way, we're definitely coming to check you out. Your food definitely. looks amazing, amazing. Thank you, thank you. That's all in-house, and that's all from my iPhone. I take all them pictures from my iPhone. After I put a dish out, boom, there's my iPhone. So, you know, no, no, no specific anything. I think that's what other people need to learn how to do is social media is a big part of the business now, and it's important that, you know, owners or people thinking about getting owners that they have to become social media savvy. All right. Sounds great. Hotness, do you okay. have any other questions? No. I just loved every minute of this. I appreciate uh, your time. No, thanks so much for having me again. All right, listeners, it's been great. Once again, this has been the Hotness and Sweetly checking out what your restaurant is all about.